The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Duval, welcome to the 75th episode of the Gin Jack Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan DeLugo, joined as always by Scott Klein. You can find him on Twitter at ScottKlein1. Find myself, Jordan DeLugo, at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. And uh, welcome to the Gin Jack Podcast, episode number 75. We're three quarters of the way to 100. Ooh. We've got Jaguars football later today. It Ooh. is game day in Duval. Granted, it is preseason, not quite as exciting as it'll be once September rolls around, but exciting nonetheless. Live football in Jacksonville. Uh, We are without Hunter Evans today. What's new? Give him a hard time for being a bad co-host, at Coach H underscore Evans. Follow the Gen Jag podcast on Twitter, at Generation Jag, Facebook and Instagram, at Generation Jaguar. Of course, check out GenJag.com. And a big shout out to the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jack Podcast, Bold City Brewery. Find them online at boldcitybrewery.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. We're going to talk training camp. We're going to preview the Jaguars preseason matchup with the Saints. And we're going to get into a few more things as well. Some fan questions as well today. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to remind everyone, we will be having a tailgate later today at 5 p.m. at the Strata Warehouse downtown, 240 Talleyrand Avenue. Free pizza for members, free beverages for members that are 21+. plus. Sign up to be a member at genjag.com. Again, you get free food, free beverages, a t-shirt, member card, koozie, sticker, all that for just 60 bucks for the entire season at genjag.com. So let's go ahead and jump into training camp talk, then we'll get into our fan questions, and then we will get into a little Jaguars Saints preview. Three biggest storylines of camp. I think the biggest one is pretty obvious. Blake Bortles. Yeah, he's the dude. The boat himself. (laughs) So he's always been a terrible practice player 
for the most part. He's mm-hmm. had his days on in practices, obviously, but he's been a pretty bad practice player throughout his tenure in Jacksonville. So when people kind of allude to the fact, oh, it's just practice. Well, yeah, but he's always been bad at practice, and he has been <laughs> so much better this offseason. He's also practicing against the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, so. some could argue the Vikings, perhaps, but this is the most talented defense in football. Yeah. It is, straight up. So he's probably, well, it's probably more difficult in practice on a player-against-player basis than it is in an actual game. Right. Now, and there's a lot of other things. like The sports. rigors of the practice that Doug mm-hmm. Marone puts on, uh, the goal is for practice to be harder than in a game. Anything that they go through in practice should be harder than what they have to go through in the game situations. So, Blake, uh, he should be improved. It's his second year in the same system, Nate Hackett's offensive system. First time he's been allowed to do that in his career. He got to work with 3D quarterback camp on mechanics this offseason. Both of his quality NFL seasons as a starter, he's been able to work with that crew in the offseason. Looks like the mechanics are holding up. No wrist injury. Uh, He had to battle through that all last season. And he's also got a good group of receivers out there. Austin Safarian Jenkins making plays. The young guys, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, Keelan Cole, all making plays. He's shown a pretty good connection with Dante Moncrief when Moncrief's been out there. Marquise Lee's been his favorite receiver for a couple years. So this is a good group for Blake Bortles, and the improvement's showing. You want that to continue throughout the rest of training camp and throughout preseason. Obviously, he's going to have limited reps during preseason games. But you want to continue to see that in live game settings. Leon Jacobs, how about him? Starting at strong side linebacker. Yeah, he, I mean, coming coming from Wisconsin, he just said, oh, I'm going to play Sam. And the coach was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and from day one, it looks like he's been the guy. I mean, yeah. he's taken all the starting reps with the first team. Um, he's apparently been very coachable, you know. And that was the biggest question on him for me was, we know he's got the athletic ability. I right. mean, he's an he's an unbelievable just freak of an athlete. Can he understand the NFL game, soak in a playbook, soak in coaching, and adjust quickly? And by all accounts, doing just that. Right. I mean, as a seventh round pick. Whew. Yeah, Todd Wash has raved about his ability to adapt to what the coachings are asking him to do. Obviously, that's translated to him being the favorite to win the strong side linebacker starting job for the Jaguars as a seventh-round pick as a rookie. It's pretty incredible. Uh, You would like to see him continue to look the part throughout the rest of camp. You know he's got the athletic ability as long as he keeps to keeps mastering the playbook and keeps mastering his technique at his position, the sky should be the limit for him because he's a prototypical size-type guy for Sam linebacker. And he's beyond prototypical when it comes to athleticism. Yeah. 4.48 speed, almost 250 pounds. He's actually would be have the fastest 40 of the other two right. linebackers. I mean, and that's Telvin Smith. And Miles Jack. It's unreal. That's going to that's form the fastest linebacker trio in all of football by far. Smith and Jack were already freak athletes. You add this guy to the mix and you just got some absolute dogs out there at linebacker for the Jaguars. Now, another big storyline in training camp 
Cam Robinson and AJ Can have looked much improved. They were the weak links, if you will, in, in the offensive line group last year. Robinson was a rookie. He battled through an ankle injury, played pretty well, all things considered, showed a lot, gave you a lot of room for optimism moving forward. AJ Can had an up and down year, some really good games, some really bad games. What are you what are you seeing from these guys so far, Scott? Yeah, I mean, AJ Guy was the guy who I AJ Cam. Gosh. Winston right. Guy coming back to Jacksonville. <laughs> AJ Can <laughs> has really been a guy who I've just kind of been rip, uh, ripping the past two years. Just saying, we, we need to re- replace this guy. Apparently, by all means, he's been mauling people. Right. I mean, I think, you know, you bring in a guy, like, his first real competition, I think, in a guy like Will Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had a legitimate shot to take the starting job. And it, by all accounts, he's really stepped up and been manhandling guys like Malik Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> and, Malik and, Jackson, I mean, Marcel Darius. Yeah. So if, if this guy can get it together and be more consistent, where's the hole on this offensive line? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it can mean unbelievable things and even make a, the number one rushing attack even more potent this right. year. Number one rushing attack that added an all-pro offensive guard on the other side. So, yeah, these guys, you want to continue to see them play well and uh, continue to see them develop throughout training camp in the preseason. And, yeah, like you said, if these guys get better, sky's the limit for this offensive line. I mean, they're going to be in talks with with Philly and with Dallas about who the best offensive lineman in the league. Yeah, if these guys play the way they're capable of playing mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, you're absolutely right. Because the other three are rock solid. Yeah. When you talk about Brandon Linder, close to an all-pro type player. Norwell, who absolutely, what well, he was an all-pro, first team all-pro last year. And then Jeremy Parnell, he didn't allow a sack last season. Very good run blocker. That's a nasty offensive line. Without a doubt. And, you know, Cam Robinson gets to go up against guys like Unique Ngakwe, Calais Campbell, Taven Bryan, and he's more than held his own. He's won matchups against those guys. Cam has been going up against the Jaguars' defensive tackles. Iron sharpens iron with Mm. these guys. And the way they're playing, they're also going to help the defensive line improve and get even better. So uh, it's been awesome to see Unique Ngakwe uh, had some comments about w- what he's trying to do with Cam Robinson. What do you want to get into that? Yeah, basically just saying how he he's been telling Robinson he's going to make him the best left tackle in the league, and he actually busted out a new pass rush move that he learned from Von Miller this past year to make him even that much more deadly. Yeah. So I mean, he's doing everything he can to try and beat Cam to say, hey, this is the level you need to be at, and it's like you said, you, you, iron sharpens iron. I mean. Good players make other players better because they have to step it up to be able to even compete. Yeah, no so, doubt about it. It's it's awesome having so much talent all over the field because going up against a defense like this, you might not see that again once, maybe twice a year if you face the Eagles or or Minnesota. So it's, I mean, it's having so much talent is a huge plus. Even if it might get a little bit competitive <laughs> in the practices. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, 
getting into our fan questions here. We've got a question from Jaguars News 12 on Twitter. Other than Blake Bortles, which is the most interesting player to watch? And we might have talked about this guy a little bit already. Yeah, I mean, the obvious answer here is Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's the superstar, the face of the franchise right now. But I'm going to go with a guy who broke out last year and no one really has seemed to take notice of it. It's unique in Gakwe. Well, no one outside of Jackson, Ex- yeah. I should say. Yeah, I mean, it's just this guy, <laughs> the third round pick, a lot of guys just, a lot of people just thought he would be a rotational pass rusher. wasn't big enough. And he's been out here since day one. Just wrecking quarterbacks. I mean, he's a turnover machine. He led the league in fourth fumbles last year. Had 12 and a half sacks. Um, I mean, and he learned a new move from Von Miller and has been breaking out all over training camp. I just think this guy, of all the players on the, fo- on, on the defense side of the field, has a huge chance to make the biggest impact this year. I mean, he's got the talent. He's in a premier position. He's got the work. I mean, look at just, you look at his Twitter timeline. It's just, just motivation, literally the entire way down. I mean, this guy never stops grinding. I love him. He doesn't get enough respect nationwide. He wasn't even in the top choices as far as the Vegas betting yeah, on top thirty-two, top thirty-two, Keanu uh, Neal was safety from Atlanta. Like, yeah. when's the last time you saw safety <laughs> in consideration? Yeah, so for a defensive, defensive player, of the year. I mean, he's just completely underrated. He's Jacksonville in a nutshell. I mean, he's a guy who goes goes out, works hard, doesn't get appreciated for it. Nation. The Jaguars? Yeah, where are they from? <laughs> People can't say the Jaguars' name. People can't say Unique Ngakwe. People yeah. don't know where we are. They don't know who he is. It all works together. In my we mind. love him. We'll keep, hey, we'll take him. I mean, he's keep our sleeping guy. on him. That's what he wants. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on to our second fan question, as Scott opens his lovely beer from Bold City Brewery over there. Um, Casey Gregory on Twitter. Who will be the Jaguars' receptions leader in 2018? I'll take the lead on this one. I'm going Didi Westbrook. I think he's shown throughout training camp that he has the most reliable and consistent hands. He's an excellent route runner. He's motivated after missing nine games his rookie year. After he came back from those uh, from the uh, abdomen injury, the Jaguars were calling it. It was a sports hernia. Uh, after he came back from that, he really became an integral part of the Jaguars offense, showed a lot. I think he's going to show even more in 2018 and become the Jaguars' most consistent receiver. I think guys like Keelan Cole and DJ Chark could very easily compete for this. Obviously, Marquise Lee's there still. Obviously, Dante Moncrief is there. But I think D.D. Westbrook is going to emerge as the most consistent receiver for the Jaguars. Yeah, and... I, I would agree, I agree with you. Um, you could really say five different wide receivers' names, and people go, "Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that makes possible, sense for sure." Um, I I was wrestling with whether or not I agree with you or go with somebody else. I'm gonna say Keelan Cole. Um, I just think he's so versatile. He's got this. He's got the speed to beat teams deep. He he's on crossing routes. Unbelievable. I mean, he just finds the, zone, the pockets in the zone so incredibly well, has great hands, has really just never left off from where he started from last year. Um, as an undrafted free agent at a Kentucky Wesleyan, I mean, 
<laughs> you just hope a guy like that can can just re- come close to what he did last year, and he has no signs of slowing down. Right. So I'm going to say and he he struggled at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So to see his final numbers, you average that in with what he wasn't able to do at the beginning of the season because he really did struggle when he was forced mm-hmm. into playing because of some of the injuries at receiver. Sky's the limit for that guy. Yeah, and I think I think guys like I'm not discounting DJ Chark or or Dante Moncrief or even, I mean we still have Marquise Lee yeah. on the team. So I mean I just think Chark and and Moncrief to me are going to be more deep threat kind of guys. Um, doesn't necessarily if it was yards or touchdowns they might be more like they might be higher on the list for me. But as far as just receptions go, I mean either of the two guys we think I could easily run away with it. Yeah, and. Really, it could be yeah. any of those five guys. It, it absolutely could be. When you don't have a number one guy, that's how you want it. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you there. So we've got a matchup with the Saints later today. Ooh. Sean Payton, Doug Marone used to be co-workers, if you will. Doug Marone was an offensive line coach for the Saints back in the day when they went through the entire Katrina debacle. Uh, you know, kind of rebuilding the city. So there's some history with these two coaches, a lot of respect for each other. But uh, that goes out the window come yeah. 7 p.m. later today. Maybe not that much. It's still a preseason game. <laughs> but don't get, these guys are trying to see what their players yeah. can do, and they want to win that game. Uh, you're right. They don't care as much about the final results, but they want to get the best out of their players. Mm-hmm. Not going to be a ton of game planning because these coaches really just want to see what the players can do when they are uh, playing so, free. This game's going to be about Jimmy's and Joe's and not so much X's and O's. That's right, <laughs> as they say. So, some things to watch. Obviously, the rule changes to watch for kick return, no wedge blocking, no running start for the kickoff coverage team. How will these changes affect strategies and effectiveness of returns? Keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, the Jaguars' kick return job is up for grabs, still, mm-hmm. so that's another thing to keep an eye on. Who's doing what at kick return for the Jaguars? And then you've got the other obvious rule, which is the uh, the helmet. <laughs> the, we I mean we we saw it last week in the Hall of Fame game. Get ready to see a lot of calls on that. I think they're the NFL's making an effort to say. This is happening. Get used to it. Right. So I think they're going to front load it and throughout the preseason and let it kind of taper off until where they can regulate it a bit more normally. That's but it's going to be a huge... Oh, my God. It better be. Because some of the plays last week were questionable, yeah. to say the least. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a huge impact, especially on these first couple of weeks. Now, getting away from the damn rules, <laughs> getting into some actual football, kind of. The Jaguars will be wearing teal jerseys on white pants. First game in the new uniforms. What do you think about the uh, the uniform combo? There? I'm really excited to see all the different kind of combinations that they're going to have. Um, the teal and the white excites me because I saw I, I I remember the teal on teal and the teal on black, but I don't remember seeing that combination of jerseys. There so definitely I, was, but like from it, back yeah. in the day. Or from no, I mean, I just meant the when they were first when these new uniforms oh, were announced. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So yeah. I'm excited to see. I just want to see what the uniforms look like in person and like look on the field. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would like to. We talked about it. We would like to see the black jerseys because 
those are kind of our favorite. <laughs> yeah, those but, are my favorite. I've always been a fan of the teal jerseys, but with this new rendition of the jerseys, that seems like it's going to be one that sticks around. I really just love the standard home black jerseys. Yeah, I think they look great. They're pretty good. Uh, pretty but, damn you know, good. They're all they're all good in their own way. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the white jerseys is there's no teal on them besides the Nike check. Mm-hmm. But yeah, teal on white for tomorrow against the Saints. Um, moving into the actual game, this is the first preseason game of the season. There's not going to be starters playing a lot of football. This is mm-hmm. not going to be week three of the preseason or even week two. Maybe one or two possessions. Right. <laughs> It goes, you know, week one of the preseason, you get barely anything from your starters. Week two, you're probably going to get a full quarter to quarter and a half. Some guys maybe even playing to halftime. Week three, you might get some guys playing into the third quarter that are starters. And then week four, you're pretty much looking at all backups trying to make the 53-man roster. So, uh, yeah, you're not going to see a ton of Blake Bortles. You're not going to see a ton of Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye. Uh, guys like Calais Campbell, who's been battling a little bit of a calf injury, he probably won't even play. So you're going to be looking at a lot more of the backups, looking at the depth, looking at uh, how that's going to work out a lot more than the starters this I game. I really hope Tatum Bryant plays. Yeah, it'd be nice. He's been Oof. missing practice with the abdomen injury, but it'd be great to see him out mm. there, obviously. Um, my biggest things to avoid are major mistakes – from starters or backups. You just don't want to see it. Yeah. You don't want to see the blown coverage. You don't mm. want to see that. And avoid injuries. Mm. I don't even like saying it. I know. You got to play uh. loose. Um, you can't play not to get injured. Uh, yeah. But don't get injured. <laughs> yeah. This is a team that more than in seasons past can probably afford to lose a couple guys with all the depth that they have. Well, very you well don't prepared. want to see it. Yeah. You still don't want to see it. No. Uh, now some positions to watch in this game. I'm going to start with wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, we talked about D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, and Keelan Cole. Um, you've also got a big battle behind those guys for yeah. the final receiver spot with guys like Rashad Green, Jadon Mickens, Shane Wynn, Alan Lazard. Which one of those guys do you want to see emerge uh, to to be the favorite, um, I mean, Jadon Mickens was exciting last year, very was, much so. He's been exciting <laughs> he in training a, camp too. Yeah, he's a guy that makes plays. Mm-hmm. I, but so is a guy like Shane Wynn. I mean, he he was the training camp sweetheart from last week, right? Yeah, and last Shane Wynn unfortunately has never gotten a chance to do it in real live action games regular season. But. He's very small. <laughs> He's got better size than Mickens in my mind. He's five, Mickens is taller. He's 5'6". <laughs> yeah, but he's 5'6", like 180-something. True, but he's 5'6". <laughs> Whereas Jaden Mickens is 5'11 and weighs less than Shane Wynn. Yeah. I would, yeah. To me, I want to see Lazard, Alan Lazard, come out and play. Because he was a guy coming out of Iowa State. He should get plenty of opportunities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's a big, kind of big-bodied, red zone type guy. Um, he's he's the one that intrigues me the most. Um, he brings something that none of those other guys bring. Yeah. But at the same time, 
Honestly, he also isn't going to be your starting kick returner or punt returner, which is what that six wide receiver spot might end Joe up being. Joe D is definitely going to have a say yeah. <laughs> in who's in that last spot. Yeah, it'll sure. be really interesting to see. And obviously you want to see DJ Chark translate his training camp performance because he's never done it in a live NFL game yet. This will be his first real game at TIAA Bankfield, the bank. Uh, and you want to see Didi and Keelan continue to show their stuff. I mean, Didi Westbrook was like arguably the MVP of the preseason in 2017. Not for the Jaguars, but across the entire NFL. He led the NFL in receiving during the preseason last year. And Keelan Cole, he had plenty of big plays during preseason as well. Uh, second position to watch. Strong side linebacker, Leon Jacobs. I yeah. mean, we know that he's got the stranglehold on the job. But you want to see him do it now that it's a real in-game situation. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to hear everyone talk about how great everyone in the history of the Jaguars organization has been. I want to go see it. I haven't actually gotten able to go see any of the training camps. So this is my first live action that I, I actually be able to watch. So it's... It's it's awesome. I want to be able to use my own eye test yeah. to kind of match up what people are saying. But if this guy is anything what that people are talking about, he's probably the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> and he's built for it. I want to see him hold up at the point of attack yeah. because he's got the athleticism. He should have the strength. But let's see him do it in a live game mm-hmm. setting. And then I just want to see if he has the ability... Um, to make some just splash plays. I mean, he's got some freak athletic ability. Do we see him go get a big tackle for loss or chase down a running back in a lateral movement type of situation? Some freaky type plays. Yeah. <laughs> I would really like to see that from him. Then you get to defensive end. It doesn't look like Taven Bryan's going to play. We'd like to see him play. But if he doesn't play, you're looking at Dwan Smoot. Yeah. He needs to make a statement. Yeah. Not because he hasn't played well. He has played well. He played well last year when he was called upon. Did a lot of good things against the run. But this is a guy that, because the Jaguars drafted Taven Bryan, mm-hmm. his future, not not going into next season, but perhaps after that, could be in question in Jacksonville. I would really like to see him show something. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to. If he is any hope... Of earning a second contract here, he's going to prove like, hey, this guy's still a rookie. You know, I've he was a third round pick. It's a very very valuable premium pick. He's worth something to this team. Um, go out and prove it because you don't. I mean, potential only gets you so far. Yeah, you got to be able to show value. Yeah, and I think he did show value last yeah, year. Absolutely, but, but when he's you draft pre- a rookie in the first round yeah. at the same position. That's uh, listed ahead of you on the depth chart, and Taven Bryan. It's not a great look for Dwan Smoot in terms of his longevity in Jacksonville. Fourth position to watch: nickel cornerback. This might be the most exciting one to watch because this is a legit battle here for who's going to be the starting nickel. You've got DJ Hayden, who was the somewhat big money free agent, getting about six million dollars a year, brought in to replace Aaron Colvin at nickel. Uh, he's had a very good training camp. He's put out a lot of bad tape over the years since being a first-round pick by the Raiders in 2013. But he's come in and played very well. He's gotten some some uh, pass breakups. He's gotten his hands on the football, gotten an interception uh, against the ones. 
So he's played well. Tyler Patman, he's played extremely well for two consecutive off-seasons in Jacksonville. Um, he's a guy that will he will get the opportunity to compete for the starting job. And so will Trey Herndon, an undrafted rookie, who's been a very impressive player as well. I think you're going to be looking at, obviously, who can cover. But we think all three of these guys can cover. Who is most willing to make the tackles and who is the best in blitz situations? That might be who wins the job because when you think talk about tackling and blitzing, that's exactly what Aaron Colvin did mm-hmm. so well for the Jaguars for the last few years. And um, it, it could absolutely determine which one of these guys can win the job. Yeah, and it's really the only question mark on this defense. I mean, you go out and sign a guy like DJ Hayden, who's had an up-and-down career. Mostly so down, far. honestly, Mostly since down. being a first-round pick. So, I mean... Well, the Jags liked what they saw from him when lined up at nickel yeah. in Detroit last year. He wasn't always lined up at nickel, but when he was, they liked what he saw, and they've liked what they've seen so far. So as far as who, as far as watching starters tonight, this is probably the group, the, the specific position to watch yeah. to see who is going to fight their way to the starter position. Everywhere else, it's pretty set in stone. You're just trying to see who the backup's going to be. But this one right here is the battle for number one. <laughs> no doubt about it. Now, speaking of backups, there's so many exciting backups on this Jaguars roster. Yeah. That's what we're going to mostly see tomorrow is the backups. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some of these exciting backups. I think the most exciting position for the backups is safety. Yeah. Cody Davis and Ronnie Harrison. I mean, Cody Davis is mm-hmm. a guy who's been a special team standout for the Rams for years. Comes over in free agency as a priority guy, special teams. Um, but he has been much more than just the, <laughs> yeah. the special teamer that the Jaguars thought they were getting. He seems like a guy that could, obviously if there's an injury at safety, he could fill in mm-hmm. and looks like he could fill in very well. Um, but maybe you get a guy like him on the field in three safety sets. He can definitely cover. He can make hits. Ronnie Harrison, same thing. This is a rookie out of Alabama. Probably should have been a first or second round pick. Fell to the third round with the Jaguars. And since arriving, all you've heard about Ronnie Harrison is rave reviews from the players, coaches. The guys say he can cover. We all knew he could tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a backup unit. And we're not even talking about Jared Wilson, who was the third safety. He was the backup safety at yep. both positions last year. Uh, this is a great group to watch. You should enjoy watching the Jaguars' backup safety because yeah. they could easily be starters elsewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, you were probably watching the future of Jaguars' safeties and Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Harrison. I mean, one day he should be the starter in the next few years. I would say I mean, it, it could be <laughs> as early as next season that yeah. he could be the starting strong safety. Um, it's. I mean, you have a guy like Don Carey who's been around the league for a long time, right. great special teams player. That might come into play. Um, it's it's one of the most exciting and promising looking towards the future Yeah, on this team. Definitely. Now then you get to linebacker, there's some exciting backups there yeah. too. Blair Brown, a lot of us thought would end up being a starter this year. Looks like he's going to be the primary backup at middle and will linebacker. And for a guy with that type of athleticism and good experience he gained as a rookie, that's pretty exciting stuff to be a versatile type backup linebacker there. And then you've also got Donald Payne, 
who has had such an impressive offseason. He did really well last year for the Jaguars on special teams. These guys are exciting. It's really weird hearing just rave reviews. It's like, there's, and I feel like, oh yeah, you know, there's just homers being homers, but it's not that way, man. This what is a talented is like, football team? I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to think of what there is to complain about. Uh, Logan Cook hit the roof a couple times in the indoor practice stadium. I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, um, it's it's just these guys seem like they're on a mission, and they're all pointed in the same goal. And it it's exciting to see. Yeah, now getting into the D-line, Dewan Smoot we talked about. He needs to show some stuff, obviously. Mm. But then you look inside at Avery Jones and Michael Bennett. They're going to get some playing time tomorrow night. They're backups. Michael Bennett, he's been injured most of his career in Jacksonville. He is a very, very quick man for how big he is at three technique. And he's actually listed at number two on the depth chart at the three technique. Love to see him make some splash plays. Love to see Avery Jones just plug some holes. Yeah. I mean, I, and I believe him and Marcel Darius are co-starters right now in that, in that, uh, the big tackle position. Um, I want to see, I, I, I loved Michael Bennett coming out of college. He was, a, he was an animal at Ohio State. Yeah. He, he was one of those talented guys that ended up falling to the sixth round somehow again, and the Jaguars just nabbed him up. It yeah. seems like they get all these guys that are projected middle rounds to <laughs> yeah. early rounds that just fall and they just nab them up. And that seems to be where seems to be where Dave Caldwell has really excelled and just made a name for himself. But as far as Michael Bennett goes, I mean, he needs this. He has to, he has to do something on the field because he's never really had that opportunity before. Right. I mean, he's been injured so much. This is his last shot. I mean, he's got to show something or he's going to have to try and do it somewhere else. Yeah, and then I mean Eli Anku, he's he's not he played, playing. He's not game. playing. He's not playing tonight, but he's he's been a guy who played a lot last year, you know. So I mean it's, I mean it seems like every single room we talk about is a packed house. Yeah, but the depth on this team is ridiculous, and so many good players are, are going to be cut. Yeah, no doubt about it. You switch lines of scrimmage, it'll be exciting to see some key backups on the offensive line: Tyler Shatley, Josh Wells, Josh Walker. These are guys that could probably start on certain teams. They're not going to be starting here because of just the really good upper echelon talent on the O-line. But you've seen Shatley in eight regular season games over the last couple years. Josh Wells started four games last year. Josh Walker, if AJ Can wasn't playing so well, might be competing for that starting job at right guard. Uh, exciting stuff from them. At running back, you've got TJ Yeldon and Corey Green. I want to see Will Richardson. Oh, also. obviously Will Richardson, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I could leave him out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to over. But yeah, Jaguars fourth-round pick, another guy who was probably more talented than where he got selected. Mm-hmm. Jaguars fourth-round pick this year, Will Richardson. A lot of people thought he might be competing for that right guard spot. AJ Cans held him off, but that's a guy who's probably going to be Jeremy Parnell's replacement at right tackle in the near future. Parnell's getting up there. I believe he's 32 years old now. So, yeah, a lot of good guys on the offensive line to check out. I mean, just right there, that's four players. You would almost feel confident if those were your four young guys moving forward. Yeah, I mean... That's cool. It's it's nice to have quality backups. I don't want to see all four of them in this year. Never, never in a regular season game, but exciting to see them in the preseason. 
Um, then you've got at running back, looking at those guys, TJ Yeldon and Corey Grant. I would imagine those guys won't play too, too much tomorrow, but you'd maybe like to see Corey Grant with an explosive player too. Yeah. But what Tim will be Cook. exciting, Tim Cook yeah. and uh, Wilder, see those guys battle against each other uh, and see if one of them can emerge as a real candidate to try to land the fourth running back spot, if there will be a fourth running back spot on the Jaguars roster. Tim Cook is a uh, real grinder, 240 pounds, really good athleticism for yeah. a guy that, that is that big. And then uh, Wilds, you got more of a balanced type running back, but they're both talented. I think whoever, I think they could both make the practice squad. It'd be cool to see one of them make the regular season 53-man roster. Um, again, last wide receiver spot, keep an eye on that. Can Alan Lazard make some plays to uh, show that even though he might not be able to be your kick returner, that he will have value? And then you've got Green, Mickens, and Wynn, who could all potentially be kick returners or punt returners. Um, which one of those guys shows the most receiving receiving ability? All three of them have so far. And uh, obviously, if any of them has a miscue type thing, muffed punt, muffed kick, that could be spelling doom for any of them. <laughs> I always make the same joke. I'm like, I thought Rashad Green was cut like two years ago. Yep. <laughs> but it's just, I want him to succeed. I mean, I want him to stay healthy and just bounce back because he's just, he seems like the forgotten guy. No doubt about just it. For so long. Him and Michael Bennett. I'm just, I'm, I'm so hopeful they can actually come out, stay healthy, and show something. Yeah. Again, staying healthy, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, tight end spot. You've got Niles Paul, Ben Koyak, James O'Shaughnessy. Of course, Austin Safarian Jenkins is a starter. Don't expect to see him too much. But these three guys behind him, they've all done stuff in the NFL. O'Shaughnessy. O'Shaughnessy. Hard to say that. O'Shaughnessy has uh, come in and proven himself as a receiver. Ben Koyak's a good blocker. Also came in in the clutch last year against Buffalo in the playoffs, scoring the only touchdown of the game. Niles Paul, you've seen a lot from on special teams in the past in Washington, and he's been proven to be a good receiver. And he's shown a lot at receiver, or as a receiver, in training camp so far. And uh, then, of course, we've mentioned these guys earlier in the show. They're not backups, but they will be playing the whole game because they don't have backups. Josh Lambeau and Logan Cook, kicker and punter, you just want to see them continue what they're doing. Lambeau's yeah. been perfect. Cook's been very good. Uh, it'll be nice to see if Cook, once the lights really come on, can he continue? Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, he's just been punting his little heart out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but I mean, he's probably got some good hang time and got a big leg. So yeah. let's see what he does in real time. I mean, uh, and then you also got the quarterbacks. Right, Cody Kessler, yeah. Tanner Lee. I mean, Tanner Lee's gone a few days without throwing a pick, which, <laughs> yeah. is a, which is a good thing for him. He's a guy that if you watch his highlight reel, not only at Nebraska, but in training camp, you're like, oh, this guy's a stud. But then you look at the rest of the plays and you're like, oh, okay, that's why he was a six-round <laughs> yeah. pick. Uh, Cody Kessler, who will be the team's number two guy, he has not thrown an interception throughout training camp and at all. Some- Good ball. Not one interception. He's a guy that's accurate, intermediate, short passes, um, but has even been testing the defense lately, uh, going deep. And, I mean, again, you look at the guys he's facing, 
the Jaguars' secondary, their backups in the secondary are talented players. Tyler Patman, Trey Herndon, Quinn Meeks, Cody Davis, Ronnie Harrison, Jared Wilson. These are guys that are talented players that he's able to beat. And he's shown the best chemistry with DJ Chark of any of the quarterbacks so far. So this is going to be a fun game to watch. Just because the backups are in most of the game does not mean this is not an interesting game. I think this season more than any... It'll be fun to watch the Jaguars backups during the preseason. Yeah, I and always you could really see some exciting plays. I always there. like seeing like I always like watching the preseason because it's like a little preview of the future. Yeah, it's like when Dee Westbrook was going off last year. I was like, man, that's awesome. And yeah, Keelan he's Cole. a rookie. Yeah, and Keelan yeah. Cole was making big plays, and uh, it's cool. And that's why I want Taven Bryan to play so badly. It's because it's like he's the next guy. No, like no. he's in the next wave, a generation of Jaguars players. You want to be able to see what you have, and if he can't go tonight, he can't go. But man, I'm hoping, I'm hoping things <laughs> kind of work out. Yeah. So that's gonna wrap up the show. Again, we have a uh, tailgate later tonight. Two forty Talleyrand Avenue, Strata Warehouse. You can find all the information on JinJag.com. Members get free pizza, free beverages. Come check us out, and uh, we'll be having a good time over there from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Of course, we hope everybody can make the game. If you can't, you can uh, watch it on jaguars.com live if you're local or if you're in Savannah, Orlando, Gainesville, Daytona, United Kingdom, Mexico, all over the place. So uh, enjoy the game. We'll come back at you next week. We'll talk about what happened in the Jaguars versus Saints. And we will preview Jaguars vs. Vikings, which will be nationally televised on NFL Network. So, hope everybody can uh, come back next week and listen to us. Thanks for listening this week. Appreciate you. Uh, listen to all of our podcasts on genjag.com. And you can also follow us at Generation Jaguar on Facebook and Instagram, on Twitter at Generation Jag. And please... Visit our one and only sponsor, the Bold City Brewery. You can find them online at boldcitybrewery.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. You can visit them on East Bay Street downtown or at their original location on Roselle and Riverside. Thanks for listening, Duval. Go Jags. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.